The word of God is given to us to feed on. We at Deliverance Assemblies of God Church located at Kotobabi behind Ebony Hotel in Accra use this channel to come your way with the unadulterated word of God. Be blessed as you listen. This morning, I, I welcome each and every one of you to this special service. And uh, we thank the Lord that this day has come. To every one of us who are gathered here and those following online, I want you to know that you are special before God. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to tell you why Christmas is not for children. What the Lord himself has revealed to me within the week about Christmas. I want to thank each and every one of you who stood with us and you've still been standing with us. These are the days that we need to be very careful the way we live. Because it will not be long. Jesus will come. Within the week, some of the things that the Lord has been telling me, I, I, I for a very long time now, I don't know the day I have slept throughout the night. Latest by one o'clock, the Holy Spirit will wake me up. Even when I'm tired and I want to still sleep a little, the sleep will not come. It is only around four, five that the sleep will want to come back. And during that time, I will be praying. The Lord will be dropping some names. And the Lord will be speaking to me about people. About myself. About the church. And about some of you. Let's go into the word. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 4 to 8. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 4 to 8. And for those of you who are following online, and every one of us, our theme this morning is which Jesus are we celebrating today? 
Celebrating the living Jesus. Which Jesus are we celebrating today? Isaiah chapter 9 verse 4. For us in the days of Midian defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them. They bar across their shoulders. The rod of their oppressor. Five. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The seal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The Lord has sent a message against Jacob. It will fall on Israel. Amen. Amen. Let's also look at Matthew chapter 2 from verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. And asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When, the, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written. By you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen, when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. May you become a star in 2023. Amen. In 2023, people will see you and be overjoyed. Amen. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, 
they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they obeyed their then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt. Where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord has said through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the mark or the wise men, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and his vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rahel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Amen. Amen. Again, there is a long passage that is connected to the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 20. Luke but then, because of time, as time goes on, we just refer to this. Beloved, as we celebrate Christmas today, which Jesus are we celebrating? Are we still celebrating baby Jesus? Or we are celebrating the living Jesus. You know, today we are going to cut birthday cake for Jesus. Yes. You know, throughout the week, now, Papa, the Lord was speaking to me. He said, who are you celebrating? I said, why now we didn't receive Why are my people still celebrating me as if I am still a baby? Hey. Which Jesus are we celebrating? Yes, In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 4 to 8 that we read, that was a prophecy that was given about the birth now, And the actual event and all that surrounded it happened in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. And Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 20. But 700 years 
Before Jesus was born, his birth was prophesied. Why he would be born was prophesied. Why he was being born was prophesied. Who he will be was prophesied. His mission and assignment was prophesied. And in Matthew, chapter 2, verse 1 to 8, and Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 20, the prophecy came to pass. There are many misconceptions about Christmas. You know that the white, the, the wise men, the Magi, from the from the east, that visited Jesus, they presented three gifts. God represents his royalty. Each of the three gifts represents something about him. But they were not three. They were many. But always, we have been saying three wise men. They were not three wise men. They brought three gifts. And you know, the gifts were three types of gifts. It was not only one gold bar. They brought plenty gold, frankincense, and the bar. They brought quantities. And do you know the time they visited Jesus? Jesus was already two years. They didn't come to see baby. They came for a, they came to visit two years. Because the journey from where they traveled to Bethlehem was 900 kilometers. And they were on their foot. And it took two years. Two years. By the time they got to where Jesus was, Jesus was two years old. How many days did Jesus lie in the manger? Only few minutes. Jesus lay in the manger only few minutes. We need to correct some things. But it is because of we preachers. The birth of Christ was not a myth, but an actual historical event that occurred many years ago. And this Jesus that was born was not an ordinary person. But God that took on human flesh, human form. 
so that he can become a, the perfect sacrifice that is qualified to redeem us from our sins. The sin that separated us from God and made us slave to sin and Satan and finally condemned us to hell. That was why Jesus came in the flesh to take on human body so that he can understand what we go through so that he can feel the way we feel so that when you are crying of a broken heart, he understands the broken heart. Because he experienced many broken hearts. Not about women breaking his heart. But his trusted disciples. Peter denied him three times. He said, I don't know him. Second time, he said, I've never heard of him. Third time, he said, I swear. I don't know him. And Jesus then looked at Peter. And Jesus then looked at Peter. You don't know what broken heart Some of us. God has given us a certain heart. And I've been asking God, what kind of heart have you given me? My heart just goes out to people. When my heart goes out, it is out. But then this, some of these same people you give your heart to, Later you get to know that they are your worst enemies. Or you are you are their worst enemy. Up to today. I need to work on myself. Because there is somebody who was very who came close to me. And the way the person acted. So I know how Jesus felt. My broken heart is not just one. It's about thousand plus. That is, that is an exaggeration. Can you imagine that after church, you heard that one of your the brothers, Sunday school teacher, the wife has delivered. So you and your wife, you go to the hospital to visit. And when you got there, you were told that the, the lady told that, oh, they've just discharged us. So my husband is gone to look for money. Because when he was coming, he didn't know that they would discharge us. And I asked how much. Those, those days, it was about 30 cities. 
Three. It was three zero, something, something. And I said, Oh, I have it. Call him. I have it. By the time he came, I have paid the bill. That day he was not in church. And I preached. And I was giving advice to people who eat late. Otherwise, your stomach will become big. And those things can lead to death. And I remember that day, even I look at the cremating and, and I made a call. I made I said something and everybody was laughing. Somebody in the church went and told this brother that pastor preached about you. Pastor preached about your big stomach. And from that day, he left the church. Up to today, how does he feel? Now what are think saying? How will you feel? From that day, he has never stepped in the church. He was even our engineer on the building. He had our documents. How will you feel? Jesus' heart was broken. That was why he came in the flesh. So that he will understand you. There are people in this church we have given money to. Look. There, oh. How many of you want to become pastor? Pray that God will give you a heart. Otherwise, don't try. We gave somebody money to build kiosks. Is the commanding around? Some of our electrical cables that were left. The church boss said, oh, this lady, let's, whoa, I oh, said, let's, after everything was completed, I went and dedicated the place for her. She stopped church. It has taken me grace to still love human beings. Otherwise, you will not trust any human being again. It was for this, that was why Jesus came. So today, anything you are experiencing, I want you to know that Jesus went through it. He's no more baby Jesus. He's now a living Jesus. He was born for 30 years. He was a carpenter. He wasn't in any prominent professional job. 
You know, in this church, a brother proposed to a lady some time ago. And when the lady heard that the brother was a fitter, in fact, as a matter of fact, I think the brother also made a mistake. Because you don't go and propose to a lady in your fitting but, but you know, that was also a test for the lady. I am telling you. That tells that people are only looking at physical. They are not looking at what is inside. The lady says sorry. Oh, wait a So when the brother came to me with heart broken. I said, how? How did this happen? So from work, I went. I said, how? How how were you? How did you look like? Then you showed me a picture on the phone. I said, you went with this. To propose. You went went to the family house. I say, the way you dress. In fact, even an angel. It will take an angel to accept your proposal. But you know something? You must look beyond the physical. Over here, a brother proposed to a lady. The moment the lady heard that the brother was a farmer, I thank God that Papa, I thank God my retirement is no longer too long. These are the reasons I, I, I just want to retire. So that I will stop hearing certain problems. Because people are gonna just to hear that somebody is a farmer. Jesus was a carpenter. For 30 years. Then after 30 years. He began his ministry. He did ministry for only three and a half years. Then he had to fulfill his assignment. He was killed painfully. He was buried. But on the third day, he rose from the tomb and showed himself for 40 days. And after 40 days, he ascended to the heaven. Where he came from and sat on the right hand side of the father. And the Bible says that he is now interceding and he will be coming back again. In fact, he is building a city for us. Because this world has been destined 
to be destroyed at a particular time. Why would this world be destroyed? Because of the evil system that rules. Originally, in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, God did not originally create this world to end like that. But then, Adam, Adam decided to disobey God and rather obey the voice of the serpent. Obey the voice of Satan through the serpent. And Adam instituted a system a secular system. And that secular system, independent system, started growing. When he had his first son, Cain, he delivered Cain under that system. So Cain became a wicked guy. He killed Abel. Then out of Cain came a man called Nimrod. One of the descendants of Cush. An African. When you read Genesis chapter 10, you see the name of Nimrod there. He was referred to as a great hunter before God. He was the one who institutionalized the secular system we have today. That is a system minus God. The Christians I don't respect and like to be in company with them are carnal Christians. Secular Christians who look at this just from the secular perspective. When we arrive here, uh, you see Genesis chapter 10 verse 6. Cush was the father of Nimrod. Gush, who Nimrod became father. a mighty warrior on the earth. Nimrod was the one who established Babylon. I don't know Babylon. He established Babylon. I don't know Babylon. He institutionalized the secular system. I don't know a a system minus God. She say a rivalry This morning when we got to the office, I was telling Gladys. We were talking about something. And I said, ministry work, church work, is 90% spiritual. 5% human. 5% human. And 5% management administrative. That is why it is the most difficult work. Church, ministry work is 90% spiritual. As you are seated here right now, I am addressing spiritual beings. 
I am addressing your spirit. Transformation takes place in your spirit. Before it affects your physical features. 5% human. And 5% administrative or management. Pastor, Bishop, people have been coming to me for advice. Even yesterday after the naming ceremony, we went to my office. People were calling me Papa, so so and so. I said, please stop calling me Papa. When you call me Papa, it makes me to grow. So somebody also, how should we call you? I said, just call me Pastor Dela. Because you, you like this. How old am I? How many, how many years are between us? Five years, six years. Then you are calling me you papa. are calling me Papa. Papa. <laughs> Even then, you are, you are calling me Papa. If you do call me Papa. But I understand. Papa simply means you are our inspirer. Finish. Nah, That's papa, what I understand. And so when they are saying, my people are, people are leaving, people are doing, people are, I tell them, this church is prayerful. I am doing everything. I say it's not only prayer. How is your lifestyle? How is your relationship? How do you you talk to your members? What examples do you set? In fact, one of the days I visited one of you invited me. So after everything, so the day he came to see for advice, we took a picture. And I said, look at the way you dress. He checked that day. I'm sorry, sir, that you are off your Pastor, look at And you want a bank manager to come and sit under you. You want a lawyer to come and sit under you. What? Ah. He was looking at me. No, hear me. I said, look. I said, yeah. It's easy. To win people into the church, but to make them to remain, it takes your everything. You must know how to talk. You must set good example. Your word must be your word. One weakness in deliverance is that. But I thank God that and my daughter has taken that ministry. God bless you, Ebiji. We are too individualistic. If we are one, but if you are not in a certain group, if you are new, how to to get you in, how to fix it, it's a problem here. Otherwise, this church would have been about 5,000. 
I'm telling you. In 2023, leaders, listen to me. We are not, we are not going to sit down. That problem must be solved. Only few people like Mama Mercy. Next year, we have to give you a mobile phone, Mama Mercy. I'm telling you, few. Few. People losing. It's like we don't mind. I mean, I said everybody is that is the character of this church. It's my greatest problem in this church. And it's something I want to solve before I go on retirement. But I thank God that my daughter has taken over the ministry. Calling people, oh, I have not seen you in church for a long time. I have not seen you. I have not seen you. It's a ministry. Because there are things that fight people. The devil doesn't want people to go to church. And they have said they don't know. Look, some people, even when you call them, they will insult you. Leave me alone. But it is not they who are insulting you. It is the spirit in them. So Nimrod established the secular system. You see, uh-huh. the first centers of his kingdom were Babylon, Uruk, Akkad, and Kanit. These are the Arab, all those countries there. They all came from here. Iraq, Iran, Iran. Saudi Arabia, oh. No God. And so Nimrod's wife is called Semiramis. So when Semiramis died, when Nimrod died, the wife told the people that the husband has entered into the sun. The husband's spirit has entered into the sun. So they started worshipping the sun. That is why we call it Sunday. It is the day that Nimrod was worshipped. Then Semiramis, how can your, 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 your husband that is dead, how can he come back to impregnate you? All of a sudden, Semiramis stomach started bulging. And finally, she delivered the miracle baby. And she said, okay, sir, it was the husband who entered into her womb. When she couldn't keep herself. And then she went to another man. She said, It's the husband. It is, it is Nimrod. So that baby that was born was named Tammuz. So he was born on 25th of Kislev. 25th of Kislev, which is 25th of December. The Hebrew 
month for our December is called Kislev. So on that 25th, Tammuz birthday was celebrated. Later, it became, so you see, when they celebrate Tammuz, they were not celebrating the sun, they were actually celebrating Nimrod, the father. That is where the doctrine of reincarnation is. Reincarnation. There is nothing like that in the Bible. We, we have incarnation. Jesus incarnated. But we don't have reincarnation that somebody died and he will be born again. No, we don't have it. And on that 25th, when the Hitler are celebrating, look, that is the day they sacrifice babies. Two years and below. All the babies that are two years and below. They sacrifice them. And when they are sacrificing them, you the parents, you are to be dancing and celebrating. When you fail to dance, they will sacrifice you too. So that 25th Kislev, 25th December, was a demonic day. A demonic day. Sexual orgies. Why people have sex openly? Drunkenness. But thank God that one of the Roman emperors was born called Constantine. Born again called Constantine. When he became born again, then, and he looked at the way Tammuz was being celebrated. And Connected to the church fathers. They came out with the, 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 an idea. No. We must also celebrate. The day that our Lord Jesus Christ was born. Even though we don't know that day. Look at, look at what is going on. Bloodshed. Sex. Drunkenness. Wickedness. Evil. Don't you see the reason why when the year is ending there are accidents? That is the reason why. That was why Herod wanted to kill baby Jesus. When he was two years. And because he couldn't get him. All the babies two years. Below. So Emperor Constantine and the church fathers decided to neutralize the celebration of Tammuz. And so they also decided that on the same day they will also celebrate the day their Lord and Savior Jesus was born. That was how Christmas came into being. So when people are saying that Jesus was not born on 20, it is true. He was not born on 25. The day Jesus was born is hidden. 
Because if Jesus was to be born on Tuesday, I am telling you, Tuesday born should be walking in the air. Who are you? The day I was born was the day Jesus was born. Who are you? It is the best day on earth. I didn't mention earlier that I mentioned Tuesday. That is why that day is hidden. But then because of the bloodshed and the evil that goes on on 25, the Roman Emperor Constantine and the church fathers decided to also celebrate Jesus and neutralize and today, as we talk, Christmas has neutralized everything. Christmas has become a universal celebration. Even other religions, they celebrate Christmas. Hallelujah. Amen. I am just giving you the history. When people say, 25th. Who created 25th December? And why 25th December was there before Nimrod was born. When God said day one, and there was evening, there was morning. There was evening, there was morning. Second day. Do you know that all the days that we, we, we have, Monday, Sunday, Sun God, Monday, Moon God, Tuesday, Thos, T-H-O-R, a Roman God. They are all demon names. That was a secular system. Because when you look in the, have you seen Monday in the Bible before? Have you seen Sunday in the Bible? Read. Original. King James. And there was evening. And there was morning. The first day. And there was evening. And there was morning. The second day. And there was evening. And there was morning. The third day. So it is by the grace of God we live here on earth. The devil started taking over. But thank God that Jesus is alive. Today, the Jesus we are celebrating is not a baby Jesus. We are celebrating the living Jesus who died, rose again, and ascended to the heavens and is seated at the right hand side of the Father, interceding for us. And he will be coming back again to take us home. As we celebrate Christmas, listen to me. It's a time of hope. As long as Jesus is alive, your future is alive. Your dream is alive. I say your destiny is alive. I say as long because Jesus lives, your tomorrow is sure. Your tomorrow is certain. I say because Jesus is alive, your dream is relevant. Your destiny is relevant. Your testimony is relevant. Don't give up. Don't give up. 
Though as we celebrate today, listen to me. Jesus is so happy. Heaven is rejoicing because we are not celebrating baby Jesus. We are celebrating the living Jesus. Look, he breathed into the disciples receive my spirit do you know the meaning of that breath that was when he downloaded everything that was in him his nature his power his glory he downloaded it and say, I give all to you from now be like me 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 live the way I lived talk the way I talk the powers that bow to me they will also bow to you the demons that bow to me they will also bow to you are you living like Jesus now yet he said yes or are powers bowing to you? Some of us, we even carry demons. The demons have made their home in us. Yes. Instead of Jesus making his home in us through the Holy Spirit. You know where he was living? When he breathed, he sent his spirit. To come and help us. To live like him. And be like him. And work like him. Look, the greatest key to an enduring success, an enduring prosperity here on earth is to know who you are in Christ. And to know what Christ has bequeathed you the, the, what, what he has left for you. I'm telling you, when you know who you are in Christ, and you know the legacy that he has left for you, is the, the greatest thing that can happen to you. The devil becomes very careful. But because you see, many of us, there is why we are going deliverance upon deliverance. The devil knows we don't know who we are. We still fear him. We don't know that he's under our feet. He rather fears us. That is why Christians, we have given the devil away in our life. If you don't pay tight, if you are not living right, if you are living in sin, when you are not married and you are fornicating, you are a slave to the devil. You are a slave to demons. You have opened the door. When you are a gossip, you know that what you are saying is not true. When you are a liar, you are a slave to the devil. That's why Christians are running deliver from prophet to prophet. Let me tell you, the greatest, the most, the most difficult thing for a Christian is to have God against you. 
And do you know how to, you have God against you? When you violate his principle, you are not married. What do you need a man for? You are not married. Stay like that. But after going for a man, you have opened yourself. And you know, when demons start attacking you, any prophet you go to will tell you something. But what the prophet will tell you is not true. It is not true. Because already, you have violated. So you be going, this prophet will say this. This prophet will say this. By all means, because you want to hear something, they will tell you. But all they will tell you will not solve your problem. And so how now? You are already living in sin. You have already violated. See, let me tell you. Do you know how the devil is getting us? Look, there was no way Satan could have gotten Adam. All he did was to cause Adam to disobey God. Finish. That was all. That was all. Look, to a Christian, Satan is not that powerful. All he does is to cause you to disobey God. Don't pay tithe. Don't pay tithe. Slash your tongue. Gossip. Get angry. You are not married. Take a boyfriend. Take a girlfriend. Don't finish. Oh, finish, finish. He has finished you. That is all. All your prayers. When you are jumping forward, when we are praying, someone they are praying, and then they are doing this, and then oh, it's an exercise. It's an exercise. It is not taking you anywhere. Demons will just be laughing. <laughs> they will just be laughing. Today, as we celebrate Christ, we are not celebrating baby Jesus. We are celebrating the living Jesus. What is he expecting from us? What does the Lord expect from us? When you are celebrating the birthday of your father or your mother, you make him happy. Last month, we celebrated the birthday of my mother in a very simple way. All the children, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, we We sang for him Sorry, we sang for her. Thank you. We sang for her. Yet to And there was a time that everybody was to give a testimony. About how what who what she has been to each and every one. Everybody testified. At the end. We say, Mama, so you too, what do you have to tell her? She also told us some stories. 
And then after that, we pray for her. And she also prayed for us. We help her to cut the cake. And we celebrate it. We say, long live. Good health. Prosperity. The same way we are going to do here. What is Jesus expecting from you? Jesus is expecting all of you. Today, he's expecting all of you. He's expecting your heart, your mind, your soul. If you are clapping, clap. Look, Jesus wants to take charge. He's saying, as you celebrate me, give all yourself to me. The only thing you can do for me that will make your celebration of me meaningful. Rededicate your life unto me. Tell me to come and take full charge. Give me every access into your life. I am telling you. Right from today, miracles will start happening in your life. Look, you don't need any prophet. You don't need to go anywhere. Look, the rest of the six days that are left, the miracles that can happen in your life, you can start celebrating even before. Madame in the white day, God's hand is upon you. Amen. God laughs. Is that this is a sapone? Oh, God's hand is upon you. I tell you, God's hand is upon you. I just, I just saw a star brighten. That's how I see. You see a star brighten. And that star represents an angel. Beloved, as we celebrate today, the question is. What are you giving to Jesus? What gift are you giving to him? What does he want from you? He wants nothing. He wants all of you. He wants your heart, your mind, your soul. He wants to become number one before you do anything. Ask him. Get him involved in the smallest areas of your life. Let me ask you a question. How much of your life is Jesus in charge? How much? Some of you. Look. The modern day church, eh? Yeah, and eh? We pray, pray. The modern, it has just become a social gathering. I I'm say, telling you. As we are ju- churches, we are sorry. just social gatherings. Some of you, you are there because your friends are there. You are there because your family is there. Some of you are there because if you don't go, somebody will call you. I'm telling you, it has become a social gathering. It's no longer a church. A church must be a barracks. Army barracks. But today, the church is hospital. 
Look, don't just marry anyone because he's in the church. Church is a hospital. Church is a prison. Who tells you that every man in the church is correct? Who tells you every woman in the church is correct? People have different levels of sicknesses. I am not talking about physical sicknesses. Spiritual sicknesses. People are sick. Some of the marital issues that I hear. I look at a man and I said to him, My brother, you are not born again. Go and get born again. If you can do this to your wife, you are not born again. Lady, if you can treat your husband like this, you are not born again. You are not born again. Because if Jesus is really in charge of you, now let me ask you today, how, how much of you is Jesus in charge? How, many of, how much of you? Ask my wife the way I treat her. Anything I do to her, I remember Jesus. That's how we treat each other. Because I know she's a child of God. She also knows. And in addition, Gladys is sitting down there. She doesn't just see me as a husband. When I'm talking, she's writing. In the room. When I'm talking, she's writing. She's taking notes. We sleep together, we do everything. But she doesn't consider me like that. She doesn't. That is how every woman must treat your husband. Every Christian, Christian, Christian wife. Don't, don't be too familiar. Young men and ladies in the church. Because you see these brothers. You don't mind them. You treat them anyhow. And the brothers do the same. It is both sides. And do you know why she treats me like that? It is the way I handle her. It is the way I also handle her. I'm telling you. When I go to town and they give me an envelope, immediately I get home. When I come, I take out tight. I say, Gladys, if you take this. Even though I know, after the one I've given to her, I know that she will come back again for some. For the, you see, I, the one I am keeping, it is still not for me. Because she will come for some, again to buy water, again to buy gas, again to buy something. And listen to me. Any time I count something, I give. She. 
Look, women like money. Eh? Look, young people want to marry. Make sure that you are financially sound before you marry. I'm telling you. Look, money make women happy. You count it like this and give. Ah, yeah. That's why marriage is not for children. When you are a husband, you don't give your wife money, you are a child. Oh, if you are clapping, clap for me now. <laughs> I thank God she's here before I'm saying all these things. So today, it's a day of rededication. Christmas day should be a day of rededication. Look into your life. How much of you is Christ in charge? I remember many years ago. We have been married for 32 years now. This is what I'm going to say is about 20 years now. I remember we had a disagreement. Look, we are not angels. So. We are not angels. But I am telling you that how much we have given ourselves to the Holy Spirit to control. Look, many Christians are raw. The Holy Spirit is not in charge. Jesus is not in charge. Like I've said, I have told husband, you are not born again. I have told wives, you have, look, me, any, any woman who say, this man, I don't want him again, I won't force him. I'm telling you, I will not force. I am not a pastor who forces. Because me, myself, if I have my way, I will disconnect some marriages. But I can't do it. Because when you were talking together, I wasn't there. And the Bible says, what God has joined together, even me, the Laliboja, when God used me to join together, I am not to be Cassandra. But if I have my way, because some men are not men. They are demons. Some women are also not women. They are devils in the church. They may see Christ with their mouths. But Christ is not in their heart. Christ shouldn't only be out in your mouth. He must be in your heart. He must be in control. He must be in charge. Look, the Jesus we are celebrating is not baby. 
Right now, he's inside you. Right now, as I'm talking, he's inside me. He's in the church. Every church that mentions his name, he is there right now. Because you know, when you, the moment your spirit leaves your body, your spirit can be everywhere at the same time. You can be here and you know what is happening in Tamale? Yes, you are Tamale. In somebody's, what somebody is saying in Tamale? It is as if the person is saying it to you. I say, oh, you can be here and answer somebody in Tamale. That's how it is in the realms of the spirit. That's how it is in the realms of the spirit. So don't think Jesus is far away. He's here. He's in you. He's in me. He's in the church. What is he expecting from us? Rededication. Rededication. And please, forget about any human being. Wife, forget about your husband. Because the day you die, you will not stand before Christ with your husband. As a matter of fact, look, when there is an accident and the whole family died, if all of them are Christians, they will not go together. You see yourself alone with an angel. You will not see anybody around you. So why do you bother yourself by another person? Leave your husband alone. Leave your wife alone. Leave what people are doing to you alone. Focus on Christ. You go to church. And they are gossiping. Which church don't they gossip? Which church they don't gossip? Here on earth. Even in America. They gossip in churches there more than Ghana. The day a friend of mine, I call him. I said, Oh, you didn't go to church? Oh, one quite sorry. You are ridiculous. You are so. Oh, yeah, suffer some for bow. Pastor, I want to leave that church. I suffer from the same if he's sorry no more. I say why? I said they gossip too much. Oh, I say America. 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 Say, Here oh, we are. oh. Where you find black people? Maybe I will to The first sign is gossip. And such a near the kaya and say cool. I say, tell me what do you mean? I say, then I will buy today. He calls my say my he calls me my brother my brother I am not joking. Look over here. They know all the shops. So when you are wearing a dress, they know the shop you bought it. So they will look at each other and say, look, look, look at what she's wearing. It's from this shop. I say, say yes. So even there is gossip in America. America, sorry, What about Kotobabi? Kotobabi, What about Accra? Accra, Wherever you are located. Baby, I will be Only God should tell you. Now your ministry here has ended. I am taking you to another place. Never move. Some of you. Look, some people, they will never make it in life because they have moved out of their areas of placement. So any other way you go, it will never work. Because God, look, do you know why I'm still here? In Big Farm? Hey, 
Do you know why I still celebrate this place? God said the day. I never accepted it. I came here in 1994. It was 2007 at a wedding. Before God brought a man of God to talk to me. Every year. I was saying I will leave. I will leave. I will leave. Because the people were behaving like something. They were behaving like the name of the place. And I thought, oh, those who I met, how many of you did I, they have heard messages? They have heard things. So. I said, look at you. You are behaving like pee. You know those messages? Hard ones. But God had to cool me down. And today I am here. Where has God placed you? You don't know things about your destiny. Move out. If God has not commanded you, if God is not leading you, shall we rise up right now? Say, Lord Jesus, as I celebrate you today, examine me, Lord. Examine my heart. Examine my heart. Examine my heart. Any area of me that I have not given to you, Lord, please, I surrender. Look, everybody pray this prayer right now. Say any area of I haven't given to you. Ah, Jesus. Jesus is here right now. I'm telling you, Jesus is here. Christmas is not just about eating and drinking. It is part of it. After this, go and organize a party and celebrate your redemption that your Jesus is alive. He's not a baby Jesus. He has delivered you. He has redeemed you. He has reconciled you to God. And he's interceding for you. What a joy. Go and celebrate that as long as Jesus is still alive, your tomorrow is sure. Your destiny is relevant. Your testimony is relevant. Everything of yours is relevant. As long as Jesus lives, I say your tomorrow is better. You have a glorious tomorrow. Because he's the one that is watching. He's interceding for you. It doesn't matter what you have suffered. Yes, I began by saying, by talking about broken hearts. No one in this church has suffered broken heart than me. Yes, not women broken heart. No woman has broken my heart. Because the first woman that I ever spoke with about marital relationship is the one I'm married to. I never spoke to any woman in this world because the Holy Spirit was leading me. I was careful 
Even though women love me, they were surrounding, they, they were sur they, they surround me like flies, like flies, like flies. Dif different, different height, different color, different sizes. You can, you can, you can really sense when they come around. There is some electrical shocks in your body. You can sense something. You can sense that uh, uh, this one. But I was careful with my mouth. I was careful with my eyes. I was careful. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was leading me. Some of you, before you got married, you've spoken to five women. You've broken their heart. Do you know what you have done to yourself? Anytime those women. Please listen. When you don't want somebody, the way you separate is very important. Lady, when the brother proposes to you and you don't like the person. Don't describe the head. Don't describe the way the teeth, the teeth, the mouth. Look at the teeth. The, the one who, who teeth look like scissors. Look. The, the gentleman hears this. And the gentleman is finished forever. She doesn't want to marry again. But if that gentleman, if he has a right heart before God, you that lady, you never get the right husband. You get the husband that will torture you. Let's be careful. We are children of God. Let's be very careful how we handle each other. Because you don't know the person. You don't know how the person relates to God. Gladys is standing here. I don't make her cry. Because when her tears drop, this woman, hey, even when we are praying about something, and I, I, I see she start crying, I will leave her, and I will go and start celebrating, because I know the answer will come immediately. Immediately her tears come. The answer is coming. In the same way, when you offend her, and she drops you. You don't know the one standing by you. You don't know. Hey, are you on mobile phone? You're on phone. What are you doing on your phone? Is it the message? You are you are writing the message. Are you sure you are writing the message? Okay. If it's the message, may the Lord bless you and give you a good husband. You know something? When it be be. Because we don't know the heart of each other. Let's be careful. You don't like the man. That's a brother. 
I like you as a brother. But I don't feel marriage within me. So let's just pray. I'll pray for you to pray for me. For you to look at the brother. Then you go and tell your friend. The brother with the pointed nose. The brother with the big nose. Then you go and describe the head. The, the, the one whose head has a valley. And then it has the, 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 the forehead. The forehead. You will see the man you will get. God will make sure that you get the man that will torture you. Say, My Father in heaven. Say, My Lord Jesus. As we celebrate you today, I rededicate my life on Everybody rededicate your life. Thank you for listening to today's word. We believe that you have been impacted greatly. If you are listening to this podcast and you want to give your life to Christ, please say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for what you came to do for me. Your life for mine my sin for your righteousness. I believe that you are the Son of God sent to die for me. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for your grace towards me. Amen. Beloved, if you have said this prayer, you are now a child of God. Welcome to God's heavenly family. You can send us an email on deliveranceagdh at gmail.com. We would be glad to assist you and help you grow in the Lord. Thank you. Till next time, keep living the glorious life in Christ.